Hello, everybody, and welcome to the mid-season Power Rankings podcast for the best fantasy league in the world, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Apologies for not being able to get to a power ranking sooner than today. Uh, been swamped with work and also just swamped overall with all the wedding planning that has to happen um, for everybody in this league, actually outside of J.O., um, who has been married, my recommendation would be to elope. Planning a wedding is like the most stressful thing you could ever imagine that you'd have to do. There's about a million and one things that you have to coordinate and buy and spend all this money towards. Uh, so my recommendation would be go somewhere and leave it all up to somebody else because it has been a literal nightmare of how much planning and coordination goes into just making one day, but very excited for that one day, which is coming up around the corner. Um, so with that being said, we're going to jump right into the preseason or the midseason power rankings. Um, before I do so, though, I do want to wish a very happy birthday to both Brad and Jeff as their birthday is today. Um, so amazing. Happy birthday to both of you. Hope you enjoy the weekend coming up here. So have a great birthday. And one thing we've seen in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is that birthday weeks are typically huge potential weeks. They honestly probably have like an 80% clip towards winning. Um, so if you're playing Brett or if you're playing Jeff or Brad this week, be on the lookout because you might be in some trouble. So before I get into my power rankings for the week. I do want to update you all with what the standings are. So in the carpet division, which is made up of Brett, Jeff, Kressner, Mahan, and Jake, we have three teams at three and four, two teams at four and three. In the couch division, we have myself, Mendo, Colin, Reese, and J.O., where we have myself at five and two, Mendo and Colin at four and three, Reese at three and four, and J.O. at two and five. If we take a look at the percentages that ESPN updates us with, with the odds of making the playoffs, J.O.'s team has a 32% chance of making the playoffs. Same with Reese. That is the lowest in the league. From there, Jake has a 47% chance of making it. Mahan a 53, Kressner a 55. Uh, Jeff at 58. Then we go up to Colin's team at 69, Mendo's team at 80, and Brett's team at 83, and myself at 92. But that is not how I view the power rankings. I do not view it the exact same way because one, I know this league better than ESPN does. I'll tell you that much. And two, I also like, you know, looking through these teams, I, there are some bad teams that we have here. So the way I'm structuring today's power rankings is I am leaving teams 9 and 10 for the last, as well as teams 1 and 2 for the last. So the very first person that I'm going to get into the power rankings for this week is the birthday man himself at power ranking spot numero 8, Jeff's team. So again, to reiterate, Jeff's team right now currently sits at a 58% chance of making the playoffs. And I do like a lot of the pieces on this team, but I don't think it's really come together. One thing that we've seen in this very particular football season 
is that the quarterback position has finally started to return the value of when we very first started playing fantasy football. It's actually been one of the largest gaps in the position. And typically it's the position that scores the most. So your quarterback is Tom Brady, who's typically, you know, awesome, great fantasy asset, has not been able to string together the season to really enable you to be very successful. Streaming quarterbacks as well has also proven to be unsuccessful as well. So having one of those top tier quarterbacks of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, um, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson has proven to be one of the most valuable assets that you can have in fantasy for this season. Jonathan Taylor currently sits at PRK of 33. Same with Alvin Kamara. Both have really underperformed this year. Um, there are some rumors of Alvin Kamara potentially being traded to another team. If he goes to the Eagles and Miles Sanders still there, how valuable is Alvin Kamara going to truly be? Um, Michael Pittman hasn't strung together the same season that we saw last year. Matt Ryan has been absolutely horrible. He truly is the quarterback that I've always thought he is. Um, his arms completely shot. And I think his career is done to be quite frank and honest with you. So sorry, Jeff, but it's time to lay Matt Ryan to rest. Brandon Ayuk has been a okay, but that's just about it. Deontay Johnson, very, very underperforming season. And then I look at the tight end spot as well. Tight ends have also been able to return huge, huge value at the very top end. The Travis Kelsey is like 50 points above the next ranked tight end. So having one that's good has been extremely beneficial. So Jeff, as I look to your team here, I see a tight end streaming problem that I, you're just never going to be able to get right. I see Tom Brady, who hasn't strung together a great season. I see a couple underperforming running backs. I do think there's upside on this team. And I do think you already currently sitting at four and three helps your team potentially make the playoffs. But with your division being as close as it is, I'm not sure it's going to enable you to truly make the playoffs. And if you do, I could see a very first round exit. Team number seven, this team I actually like quite a bit. But again, this team has many of the same issues that Jeff's team has, which is Jake's team. So if I take a look at Jake's team, I see that we have uh, Derek Carr and Jared Goff as the quarterbacks, which just makes me laugh. Um, yeah, I thought Derek Carr was going to have a great year this year. Everybody talked about his relationship with Devontae Adams, and I really thought he was going to come out gunslinging, throwing for two, three touchdowns every single game. We haven't seen that sort of success from him throughout his career. I thought this year was going to be the step forward, but I think Derek Carr has really proven to all of us. He is who we thought he was. He's too good to be a backup in the NFL. Like he's for sure, probably like a 15 to 20 rank quarterback, but he's never going to be the guy that leads them to the promised land. So again, you know, with how valuable quarterback is you not having one, is really going to be an issue for you moving forward. Even like George Kittle at the tight end, we thought he would be one of those top five tight ends that performs on a week to week basis. He currently sits at tight end rank 12. He hasn't put it together either. They have him blocking on so many different plays now bringing in Christian McCaffrey to that offense between him and Debo um, Brandon Ayuk on the outside. How valuable will uh, George Kittle be and Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm there? Honestly, I see him just continuing to be 
like, you know, tight end eight to 15 for the rest of the year. Uh, so it kind of sucks. He just hasn't really put together the season that we wanted him to. That being said, Josh Jacobs has put together an amazing fantasy running back season, better than I could have ever dreamed and expected him to. Hell, there were even reports prior to the season that like he was going to get cut, get traded. Um, now he's just been absolutely dominating for the Raiders. You know, part of the reason why Derek Carr isn't maybe scoring more points is Josh Jacobs has been so successful this season. Um, just quite shocking to see how much can we really trust that moving forward. But he is having an amazing season. Ramondre Stevenson, wow, sleeper pick. Um, absolutely nailed that. He looks like a stud. Every time I see him on uh, Red Zone on Sundays, he looks really good. He's highly involved in that offense where he's catching passes, running the ball. But do we trust Bill Belichick not to just put on the brakes one day and just stop that? Tyreek Hill, I've been telling you guys all along, he is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He truly is an amazing, amazing wide receiver. We have to respect him. He currently sits at wide receiver number three, just truly dominating for the Miami Dolphins and proving that it wasn't Patrick Mahomes that made him great. It was himself that really made him great. So happy to see that for Tyreek Hill. Christian Kirk is actually sitting at wide receiver 11, which just feels crazy to me. Um, like I honestly just like we go through his game log here, 14, 22, 16, 7, 1, 8, 13. It's a very just like what seems to be like a mediocre season. But I guess maybe that speaks to just how weird this fantasy season has been. We haven't really had the same sort of success across the NFL here that we've typically seen from like a fantasy football perspective. You wrap it up with Najee Harris, who honestly might be the next Trent Richardson, and then T. Higgins, who I do think is very good, but has been dealing with some injuries. On the bench, we got Montgomery and Thomas. I do worry about Monty moving forward with Khalil Herbert, who I think is a stud. Maybe Monty gets traded, especially after the Robert Quinn trade. I could see that happening. Overall, I think there's a lot of upside here on this team, but I still think you're going to deal with you know a lot of the same issues here of missing quarterback, missing tight end, and then it seems like that flex spot is going to be a hard one for you to nail down as well. I move into the sixth spot where I have J.O. who currently sits at two and five, um, which is a little bit crazy given the fact that he is the third overall in points forced in this league, but he is dominating the points allowed. So maybe you want to hire a new defensive coordinator, J.O., because you currently sit at 895 points allowed. The next closest person is Jake, who sits at 845. So a difference of 50 points allowed. Um, that's what's contributing to you being at two and five right now. If I look at this team, though, I think that this team could be set up for a lot of success to go on and win a lot of games in a row. But I also look at this team and see a lot of the issues that has caused you to be two and five. So I take a look here at this team and, you know, we have some good wide receivers, uh, Godwin, Olave, Davis, Boyd, um, that are currently sitting in your starting roster. But I see Allen Robinson, who you drafted early on, who has had an absolutely pathetic pathetic season and I'm not even sad to see it uh last year he was dogging about every route he ran with the Bears so you know kind of get what you get and you know is what it is um you've had a very successful season though with Josh Allen in that regard he is quarterback number one he is you know by far and away dominating putting up fantasy points left and right and that's where I really see you having a big edge moving forward is just how dominating he's been 
if some of these guys can really get more consistent, I think your team will really turn the corner here and potentially rifle off some games. And no better time to turn it around than when you're playing against Brett's team. So you're up against Brett this week. I honestly think that's going to be a dub for you. You move up to three and five. Now you just got to win a few more games and really put yourself in position to make the playoffs here. Um, but Chris Godwin, he's getting healthier. Chris Olave is looking better on a week-to-week basis. Gabe Davis is definitely like a boomer bust player, but if you nail him down right in the right week where you get to stack him and Josh Allen, your other guys just have to be decent for you to really string together some wins. Chubb has been amazing as always. Brian Robinson is getting more attempts in that Washington backfield, but Gibson is also starting to emerge. So like a weird situation there going on. Um, Eno Benjamin, good handcuff. Uh, and then Austin Eckler, who's on a bye this week, who is running back number one, which it doesn't even feel like he's having that amazing of a season. But that's what I think really sets your team apart here. Now, again, you do run into the same issue, though, of like tight end has really sucked this year. Uh, you have Hayden Hurst and Dalton Schultz. Haven't really seen it from them, but, you know, Pretty much everybody in our league here has a bad, bad tight end. But overall, I think this team has probably the most upside out of the like bottom five teams to just go on a run, make the playoffs, and then also be set up set up for success for a potential playoff run if it happens. At numero five, we have Mendo's team, where again, we get into the quarterback issue. We got Dak Prescott and Geno Smith. Geno Smith has been amazing this season, except the last couple of weeks. He put up 14. He put up 11. We did see him put up, though, four 20-point games this season. He also had one stinker for five points. So how much can we really trust Geno Smith to be an elite fantasy option? I have no clue. Do you really trust Dak Prescott to emerge as one? Mm, Probably not. I don't know. I haven't seen it from him either. I know last week was his first week back, but he didn't look very good. I don't think Dallas looks very good. I think they're a team that's just underperforming overall. Um, You got Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, I just don't love. I really don't love him. I think he's just, it it would behoove the Eagles to go get Alvin Kamara because I just think Miles Sanders is not a very good fantasy player. And I don't really think he's a great real life running back either. Dalvin Cook has underperformed this season as well, but I do expect him to be solid moving forward, except for the fact that you did draft him in the first round, which is frightening on many, many levels. How many more weeks does he have before some serious injury happens? We saw J.K. Dobbins, career like over. Michael Thomas, career over. I mean, this just happens too often for you, so I don't know how much to trust that, but your wide receivers have been wide receiver one, wide receiver number two between Diggs and Cup. They're having amazing seasons, which I think just sets you up for a big run here. Daryl Henderson now owns the backfield for the Rams. I don't know how long that's going to be because I do expect them to potentially be in the running back market. Travis ETN. He is quite literally probably the biggest fantasy winner right now. They trade James Robinson. He is looking elite as a pass catcher. He's looking elite as a runner. He's getting involved more in the offense. This is going to set you up big time between Diggs, cup etn dalvin cook if he starts to emerge back zach Ertz has been beyond solid at the tight end position really think that your team can go on a really nice run here and also right now you're sitting at four and three 
ESPN has you at an 80% chance of making the playoffs. I like this team a lot. And I think this team is actually only getting better. At number four, we have myself. Uh, myself here, I've had a weird fantasy season. Um, man, so many times I felt like my team looks so good. And then it just doesn't. DeAndre Swift, man. Oh. And uh, he's got Darren McFadden written all over him, man. He's just made of sticks. He's just made of celery sticks, huh? He's always hurt. He's always, always hurt. How many games is he really good for each season? Um, so he's been a true headache for me to own. Um, Devin Singletary, I like, and he definitely is the workhorse for Buffalo, but doesn't get in the end zone much. And they've been blowing out teams so much. He's not even really on the field come like the fourth quarter. James Robinson moves on to the Jets, where I do think he'll have a little bit more success. We just saw last week he was completely, completely phased out of the offense. So frustrating. You put a guy in the starting lineup, he gets no carries, puts up a zero ball, a goose egg. That drives me absolutely insane and nuts. But I look at my wide receivers. I have so many solid wide receivers. Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Amonra, Debo. Um, as well as even Cortland Sutton, who I think is still an interesting wide receiver. Um, the hard part is, though, is Amonra been constantly hurt this season. Uh, walked out of the game last week with a concussion. I traded for a tight end because Kyle Pitts is terrible. Terrible. Who thought he was going to have a big year? Who thought he was going to have a big year? Come on, fantasy experts. He's terrible. Terrible. Maybe he'll be good one day. But. Atlanta just, man, they, they might be ruining his career. At least ruining his value for sure. Um, So that's been just like an upsetting, frustrating season for me so far. Debo Samuel, I think, takes like maybe a little bit of a hit with CMC coming. Uh, He could actually maybe go up in value, though. Uh, Maybe like more having CMC in the games are able to run more gadgety type plays for Debo to get him open. So I'm interested to see how it plays out here with the 49ers after it being Christian McCaffrey's first full week at practice. Uh, me sitting at five and two, I do think I got a great shot to make the playoffs here. Um, but I do think there are some holes on my team that I've been trying to fill. And I feel like a sinking boat where I'm just putting my hands on all those different holes and the boat still filling up. I, I can't cover up enough of those holes at once. Um, so I, I think there's going to have to be moves made for me to really be set up for success. And again, maybe if DeAndre Swift could just get healthy, that would be awesome. Uh, the Njoku injury actually really, really hurts me. We get into numero three before we get into the final final round of people here. We go into Brett's team. You're up against J.O.'s team, who I do think has an edge up for uh, an edge up on you uh, this week to walk away with a victory. Um, but I look at this team too, and maybe this team is more solid than I, I think you got Herbert and Daniel Jones, D Jones, shout out Mendo. We've always been D Jones guys. So awesome to see him finally taking off this season. Saquon Barkley is the running back who was promised. He was the Prince who was promised. He's looking amazing out there. I hope that he can get through the season without getting injured because that's always been the number one red flag for him. Damian Pierce has been an absolute stud. He looks like one of the best keeper options for next year. Justin Jefferson dominates on a week-in, week-out basis. DJ Moore has not had the season that anybody expected and or wanted from him. 
but Carolina has really just dropped the ball overall. Uh, you have a huge tight end issue as well with Travis Kelsey being on a bye this week. Hence why I feel like JO's got a big leg up. You're starting Greg Dolch, but when you're starting Travis Kelsey on a week in week out basis, I mean, that is no joke, a 10, 15 point advantage against almost every single team in this league. So if you're able to figure out that quarterback position stream between Herbert and Jones, I really do think that this team will be very, very successful. And you have very interesting um, flex players as well. You got Smith, Foreman, Kareem Hunt's been involved in trade rumors. Jerry Judy's been involved in trade rumors, which I only think would help their value. Gus Edwards uh, looked amazing last week for the Ravens. So that's why I have you at number three. So I get into the final four teams here, and I got nine minutes left before this recording stops. So I am going to kind of run through it here. So we have teams nine and 10. That is between Reese and Colin. And this may come as a surprise to some of you, but I have Reese's team sitting at number nine. So that means Colin's team is sitting at number 10. I go through Reese's team here. Reese, you're currently sitting at three and four right now. ESPN has you at a 32% chance of making the playoffs. I absolutely see that here with your team. I think your team's gotten better throughout the weeks. You've had some really great trades that have helped set you up for more success. But I look at your roster for this week. I don't see how you're going to be able to really string together a great win. You're starting Mostert, Pollard, Lamb, Samuel, Connor, and Waddle at your key positions. Hawkinson has been tight end number five, but honestly, that all comes from one single week from him. There was that one 36-point week. Outside of that, he scored six, four, nine, one, and six. And that's not going to be good enough to get the job done. Uh, James Conner might not even play because he's still coming back off that injury. Tony Pollard may actually start this week. That would be a huge, huge advantage for you in the week here. Um, if he is able to start and Zeke doesn't play, that would be a very, very good thing for you. But I look at this team. I don't see enough juice for you moving forward. Colin's team is sitting at number 10, and I think this is by far and away the worst team in the league. Um, I have a feeling that the fantasy gods are on the lookout here, and they're going to spite me. Colin's going to like walk into the playoffs and just have something crazy happen uh, because we've seen it all too often. Um, we've actually just seen it every time. Uh, super, super frustrating. But I look at this team. Joe Burrow, okay, awesome quarterback. McCaffrey, awesome running back. Zeke. He's exactly performing the way we thought he was. Jamar Chase is now going to be out six weeks, potentially. That's a huge blow to you. You have Tyler Lockett, Claypool, Romeo Dobbs, A.J. Brown at the receiver position. I mean, that's not going to get the job done. That's actually just a disgusting, disgusting, disgusting wide receiver group that you have. I mean, even your running backs are just disgusting as well. I mean... Outside of McCaffrey, like Zeke, Chase Edmonds, Corderell coming back off of IR at some point. Okay, that's cool. Chuba Hubbard, uh, maybe. AJ Dillon, I mean, backup. Like, you know, maybe we could get Darren Waller in there, but he's also not been the guy that we saw two years ago. I think this team stinks. I don't know. You know, I guess we've seen it happen so many times where you find your way into the playoffs and you find success, but. To me, this team stands out as the worst team on paper by far and away. I think you could rifle off a few losses in a row and find yourself out of playoffs. But ESPN does have you currently sitting at a 69 nice percent chance of making the playoffs. 
So between teams one and two, that leaves Mahan and Kressner. So I'm going to go first with team numero two, which is Kressner's team. Uh, I take a look at Kressner's team here, and I do think this team has an edge up over Brett's team currently. Um, I do think, though, you do face the issue that many teams face of like, what are we going to do with the tight end position? Dallas Goddard has been solid. Um, and between him and Gerald Everett, I guess if you're able to stream that position on a week in, week out basis and really pick and choose, maybe that's a benefit. But what separates you, you have Patrick Mahomes. He's quarterback number two on the season. He's been absolutely dominating. I mean, he's just a killer fantasy asset. That's going to enable you to win a lot of games. I look at the running backs. You got Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, both in the top 10 for the running back position. I think Aaron Jones maybe even gets more involved with that Green Bay offense moving forward. You also have Derrick Henry sitting at running back number seven. So you got three stud, stud running backs. And even at the wide receiver position, I don't think your wide receivers have performed nearly as good as they can so far. But you got Adam Thielen, Drake London, who I think can really transcend into a very good fantasy asset for you. Jacoby Myers has so shown some success as well so far. Terry McLaurin has been good. I think he can always be better. He's a great wide receiver. So it's really about them just figuring out how to get him the ball. I think Taylor Heineke overall actually helps his value. I think we've seen enough from Carson Wentz at this point to really know that he is not a great quarterback. But overall, this team to me stands out as the number two best team in fantasy right now. Currently, I think you're set up for a lot of success going into the playoffs where I think you could be very successful and potentially get your first ring here. ESPN gives you a 55% chance. I'm looking at your team. I got this team way up at like a 75, 80% chance of making the playoffs. So that leaves me overall with the number one power rankings team here, which I have as Mayhan's team. Mayhan, I think you've just had an unlucky season so far. You're sitting at three and four. Um, you haven't had the most successful points forced though this season. Um, so if I take a look here, you're actually sitting at fourth in points forced. But when I take a look at points allowed, you are sitting at third in points allowed. So definitely an unlucky season. Maybe like J.O., you want to find a new defensive coordinator. But this fantasy team is nasty moving forward. And that is with the loss of Brees Hall, which is even crazier because your team would be set up for even more success if Brees Hall was healthy. But you got Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Like I've said so many times on this podcast, success at that quarterback position is going to be crucial to finding success in the playoffs. You have great running backs between Joe Mixon, Kenneth Walker, of course, of course, of course, of course, is the pick, the pick of the draft. That is so annoying to me. I could be so dumb and so short-sighted not to pick him. I had two drafts after ours was done. I didn't get him in either one. I am absolutely kicking myself in the ass. I have seen our league do stuff for so many years. And I knew the second you picked Kenneth Walker, when you flexed on Jake like that, that he was poised to have this breakout season. And of course, it's happening right in front of our eyes. How I didn't pick him in the other leagues is just beyond frustrating to me. Keenan Allen has been hurt this season with that hamstring. I expect him, though, once that hamstring has been healed, to really emerge back as truly a wide receiver one to two. Uh, outside of that, I mean, even your flex options are good. I think Michael Carter could still end up being the running back one in New York. 
where James Robinson is really just more of like a 50-50 split or maybe like a 60-40 split. I like Michael Carter. You have Mark Andrews, who outside of Travis Kelsey provides that huge, huge upside at the tight end position. So you have a huge upside at quarterback, tight end, running back. Your wide receivers just have to emerge and be useful. Um, and when I look at it, you got Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Metcalf, as long as he's healthy. I still think that this is a very, very good team. Alec Pierce, too. I think he's become a little interesting to me um, with uh, the new quarterback in Indianapolis. So I like what I'm seeing there. Overall, to me, this team is nasty. I also just know that like what you did with Kenneth Walker was going to make you successful. It's why I had you at number one in the preseason power rankings. It's why I got you at number one here in the midseason power rankings. You got a birthday week coming up this week as well where you go against uh, Reese's team who has been struggling. And like I said earlier on, you know, doesn't look very good for him right now. So I like this team a ton. It looks amazing. And that does wrap up the midseason power rankings. I will try to get some out here in November as well. Apologies for the delay on these. But as always, shout out to the best fantasy football league in the country. Love you guys and talk soon.